Tonight, tonight. Why not? He'll make you think. I think I'm going to break protocol here, though. He'll make you laugh. Is it conceited of me? Because, I mean, I'm in puffing my chest out a little bit. And he lives for a take that'll make you do both. He says things I can't say. Nothing tops overtime, whether it's on the field or on the air. People don't forget. It's time for Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Welcome on in. It is Overtime with John of the Beatles. I'm glad you guys can be with me here on this Friday. And what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. One TV, I got George W. throwing out first pitches. I think he got a new hip. I'm not sure. He either is uh, walking with a lot of confidence these days or he's got a brand new hip. I'm not entirely sure which one it is. On the other TV, I have uh, Max Struess. Attempting to play basketball at a high level. Why Isaac Okoro understands that Max Struess is taking his job. So, like, there's a lot happening. I feel like I'm at a sports bar right now. This is incredible to me. Uh, but honestly, uh, we're also in the same world where I can officially, for the first time, steal my daughter's candy for Halloween. And I feel like that might be the real win that any of us are having today. Yesterday, we got to take her out to uh, one of the malls near us. And basically, like, it was like a... It's a great deal for malls. What they do is they, they, they put out a bunch of candy. Each store puts out like a bag or two of candy, and then they sit there and they promote their business while all the parents that wouldn't normally be at the store are now at the store. And so you can pitch all these different products to them, and there's people like me that end up going. And honestly, I, I didn't think I was going to have a first Halloween with my daughter because Halloween's on Tuesday, and... I live in Solon, and on Solon on Tuesdays when they're having the Halloween, unlike last year when they didn't have it on Halloween, they're having it on Halloween. I know like Dustin earlier today said his his neighborhood is celebrating it on Sunday. All right, good luck choosing between the NFL and Halloween. My kid wasn't winning that battle, I'm going to be honest with you, but she knows that already. We've had discussions about that. Daddy's got to go to work. It is what it is. So yesterday we got to go. She's got three different Halloween costumes. She's like a she's like a Britney Spears show. She has costume changes for days, right? And she was an avocado, and it was fantastic. And she got all sorts of candy as an eight-month-old, which is, listen, I don't know what to tell these people. When they see that they're giving it to an eight-month-old, they might as well just be, they might as well just put it right in my hand. They know where it's going. They know she can't, she can't eat anything right now. She's eating like, like very tiny, squeezable packets of food. She's not eating a Milky Way. But they put it in, and they're happy to do it. And so today I ate a bunch of candy. I was happy about the candy. I'm happy about uh, Halloween being right around the corner, and I'm happy to hang out with you guys. I mentioned baseball on one TV, basketball on the other TV, which means we have a clean runway to talk about the NFL. Now, do we always have a clean runway to talk about the NFL on this show? Of course we do. Of course we do. There are some nights I wonder if we're just an NFL show and that's all we do anyway uh, because that's uh, we exclusively talk so much Browns. And tonight will be no different. Now, we will have Cavs conversations when that game wraps up. So I want to make sure if you guys are in on the Cavs, we'll talk about it in the post game. The way we talked about the game one victory when that one ended. We will talk about the managerial stuff for the Guardians. We had a couple updates there as well. Uh, but I'd be lying to you if I told you that I'm absolutely fascinated with where we're going to go to lead. And that is what exactly do the Browns do within the trade market? And should they be thinking Derrick Henry instead of Jacoby Brissett? If you can only choose one, which one are you taking? That's the initial conversation I wanted to have with you guys. The Athletic came out today, and they said the Browns are not considering Jacoby Brissett. Now, I'm not as sold on 
just poo-pooing the idea that it wouldn't be a quarterback at all. But here's what I love. I love, this is why this makes so much sense. If you've been listening to Overtime with Jonathan Peter, and you know where I stand on this, all week long, what have I been telling you? I've been telling you there's something about Kevin Stefanski and this Browns team, the ego attached to this team. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it in an authentic, true way. The ego attached to Kevin Stefanski and what I believe to be his best attribute wouldn't let him go after a Jacoby Brissett. His ego would let him go after a Derrick Henry, though. Because the best attribute that I've always given to Kevin Stefanski, and I believe he thinks this is his best attribute as well, is being Kyle Shanahan Jr. Or dollar store Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan light, whatever you want to call it. That's what he does best. What does Kyle Shanahan do best, you might ask? Getting any quarterback to look awesome. That's Kevin Stefanski's gift. Spider-Man can uh, you know, fly from building to building. Batman's just a rich dude with a bank account. I don't really know what his gift actually is, but like everyone's got their talent. Everyone's got their superpowers, so to speak. Oh, well, we don't like the sideswipe at Batman there. It is what it is. He's a rich guy with a bank account. Congratulations on being able to afford a butler and a cape. When it comes to Stefanski, it was Case Keenum. It was Jacoby Brissett. It was Baker Mayfield. Every quarterback that he's touched has turned into the best version of themselves. The bet that Kevin Stefanski has been making the entire time and the bet the front office is making in turn is that any quarterback that that man touches can eventually win games and be good. Now, P.J. Walker's never been great. But P.J. Walker had a game last year where he beat Tom, uh, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. I use the full name because it surprises people. I also like to use the full name. I don't know family members' middle names, but I know it's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, okay? And he beat him last year in a game where he had a passer rating in the 120s. That bothers Kevin Stefanski. I mentioned earlier in the week, I thought Tyson Bajant, the quarterback for the Bears, some people call him on social media sites like Travis, all sorts of things. That isn't his real name. We found another thing, by the way, uh, not just Shepherd University. We found out more info on him. His dad is like an arm wrestling champ. I had no idea about that. That would have been good on Wednesday. But when guys like that with Luke Getze are being coached up to winning games and looking good, had a touchdown pass, threw for under 200 yards, but it's like 160, 170, look good. That's the type of stuff that's got to drive Kevin Stefanski absolutely bonkers. Because Stefanski believes when he lays down his head at night that that's his true power, that's his gift. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's not Tony Robbins. He's not, let's get you motivated. There are all sorts of NFL coaches that are that way. Mike Tomlin would make me run through a brick wall if I spent five minutes with Mike Tomlin. That's not Stefanski. He's not a defensive guy either. That's why Joe Woods, Joe Woods was basically a chicken with his head cut off. But Joe Woods was out there trying to coach for two years, and Stefanski didn't intervene once. Not once. They were having actual arguments, loud enough arguments that the media could hear it at points last year, bleeding into the media side outside of the locker room, and Kevin Svansky didn't intervene once because he doesn't know what he's doing over there. He's not a defensive guy. He's an offensive guy. But his specialty is quarterbacks. And so I thought that he would wear P.J. Walker failing like a scarlet letter. Like this this would be his his big can't believe I didn't get it done because he's always gotten it done. You know, if you own 12 steakhouses and all 12 are successful and they make good money 
They have good food. They do everything you need to have a successful steakhouse. And then all of a sudden you open up a 13th and it's not going as hot. Do you think to yourself, oh, I mean, this is just never going to work. No, you're like, I, I, I got 12 of these things. I know what I'm doing. I know how to make these things work. I can get the food there. I can get the service there. I can get the location, uh, you know, to a spot where, listen, maybe we chose poorly, but we can get it there. We can get it there. That's, that's Stefanski. Like maybe we didn't make the right choice with PJ Walker because he wasn't on the roster when we went to the Greenbrier. He wasn't there in training camp. It's what we had to do. When you trade Josh Dobbs, it's what you had to do. It's not ideal that you had PJ Walker, but again, this is where they were at. They signed him for a reason. He's the guy that's supposed to make chicken, uh, you know, what chicken salad out of chicken bleep. He's, he's the guy that's supposed to make anything out of anything, something out of anything. Excuse me. Like, so it's not hard. And I think that he was taking the idea, the Jacoby Brissett reports, even though he's part of the reason why fans wanted Jacoby Brissett here. I think he was taking that and looking at it and saying, what are we doing? Why would I go down that road? Why would I go down a road of adding somebody that I don't need to add when I'm good enough at making quarterbacks great? I'm good enough at making quarterbacks be better than they've ever been. I'm telling you, P.J. Walker is a puzzle to Kevin Stefanski. He's just got to figure out the right way to solve it. And in the first two weeks, he hasn't been able to solve it. And I promise you, it's keeping him up at night. He's worried about it. He doesn't know how to solve the riddle yet, but he will. He'll get there, and if he doesn't, well, hopefully Deshaun Watson comes in time, but his ego is going to take a hit in the process. So that's why when Albert Breer was on yesterday on Afternoon Drive, he put his voice to a different player, and I'll let Albert explain who he thinks, and then I'm going to co-sign it. Here we go. Albert Breer yesterday on Afternoon Drive. I guess the other position maybe you would look at here is running back. You know, if I'm the Browns, I, and then look, I know they haven't been bad with Jerome Ford and um, and then Kareem Hunt, but would you like kick tires on Derrick Henry? I just think like one way you can kind of safeguard the quarterback position, and you could say we want to invest into keeping Deshaun healthy when he is back and supporting a backup quarterback when he is in could be. Like, hey, like, let's just see if the Titans are open for business on Derrick Henry. And, you know, if we're willing to spend a three or a four on Jacoby Brissett as a rental, shouldn't we be willing to do that for Derrick Henry as a rental? It's just an idea I have in my head that I think, you know, like, look, like if Baltimore was going to take that phone call too, you know, it could be kind of one of these two-for-one things where you say, all right, like, this is a guy who's going to sort of change the dynamic for us offensively a bit, a little bit, give us a physical presence, and allow us to lean into our defense, you know, where if we can become a ball-control team on offense, that's going to highlight what we are defensively. That's just one I have in my head. And again, there's nothing behind that. Like, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's just one where I just think the player-team marriage would be really good, and it would help you make up for what you lost when Nick Chubb went down. And again, that's nothing against the job that Jerome Ford or Kareem Hunt have done since Nick Chubb got hurt. Now, stopping Baltimore is the other key to that that Albert brings up that's interesting. Because Baltimore is one of four teams right now in the AFC that I fear. And it's interesting because I didn't fear Baltimore going into the year. A lot of people wanted to tell me to fear them. I didn't fear them. Right now I'm scared of Baltimore. They look really good. And they look really good coming off a, a win last week that obviously inflates a lot of people's opinions of Baltimore. But Baltimore looks really good. Question I have for you guys. 216474 to below 92, though. Should we be thinking Derrick Henry instead of Jacoby Brissett? You can only choose one. Which one are you taking? Are you adding the premier running back or are you taking the quarterback? And I got to be honest, guys. After thinking about it, 
after mowing over where the Browns are, it feels like Derrick Henry should have been our target the entire time. Now, the part of that that sucks is that it feels like you're buying something you've already bought before. It feels like you've been down this road. Because with Nick Chubb on this roster, having Derrick Henry come in would have just been, it's just replacing what Nick Chubb would have been. It's almost like you're living in a world of if Nick Chubb didn't get hurt, this is what the team would be. But wasn't that the idea? Isn't that why they went with P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson? They went with those guys because they believed that if there was an injury to Deshaun, you could just give the rock to Nick Chubb and have him bail you out the way that he's done so in the past. That injury changed everything. This would give the Browns new life, and oh, by the way, I think it would also help something with Deshaun Watson as well when he makes it back to the field, too. 216-474-0092. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at J. Peterlin. Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends at Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. If you're the Browns, tell me why Derrick Henry isn't an obvious choice for this team. Tell me why it isn't a no-brainer. 216-474-0092. We'll continue on with that and more. It's overtime with Jonathan Bidwin here with you on The Fan. All righty, back out of here on The Fan. Fan focus coming your way at 9 o'clock. Wait to the Cavs when that one wraps up as well. Right now we're talking about the prospects of Derrick Henry being added to the Browns, and I just I can't find any reason not to. You got one, let me know, 216-474-0092, or maybe you just want to co-sign it. I just, I, I listen, I know that's tough, too. If I'm out here fishing for people that don't want to add Derrick Henry, I'll be fishing for a long time. That is, well, what's a very unattractive bait for fish to go, like, to, I, it seems like I'm just, like, I'm putting a cheeseburger on the end of a line and being like, let's catch, let's catch Mike Trout with this. It's not going to work. I always call Trout Mike Trout. That's why I did that right there, by the way. I, uh, it's, uh. It's uh, one of those lame dad jokes that I just have keep going in my arsenal over and over and over again. So when I actually have to call Trout like a real Trout, all the, the image that pops in my brain is just Mike Trout's big head. Anyway, I don't know who would say no, especially when you get Aaron Wilson over here reporting. Aaron Wilson, longtime NFL reporter, saying the Browns worked out running backs Kenyon Drake and Benny Snell today. Okay. That doesn't do anything for me. Like that does. I'm sorry. Kenyon Drake and Benny Snell does absolutely nothing for me. That's not. It's not really what I want to hear. I want to hear the Browns go big game hunting. Maybe that's the better question for you guys at two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Do you want the Browns to go big game hunting, or do you feel like they're a four and two football team? They have a chance to be five and two after this weekend. They're fine. They're fine where they're at right now. I think there's a a lot of obvious upgrades, but I think we can put the quarterback thing to the side, put it to the back burner. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't get the impression the Browns are going to go down that road. I just don't understand why they won't look at Derrick Henry. And if they are, why they haven't uh, made it at least more known so we can understand that they're not just waving the white flag here. I don't think they truly get where the fan base is right now. Maybe they're just living blind, and it's a good place to live, I guess, sometimes. But do they understand where the fan base is, where we are currently sitting here watching this team? We know they're 4-2. and two. Congratulations. It's a good spot to be in. We also know this defense is incredible, and we also know that you, we can't go through a third year where we have a really good team, believed to be a really good team, and we just are supposed to sit back and, and kick the can down the road for next year. You can't do that to a fan base. You just can't. 
You know, two years ago, we went through the, the, the final year with Baker Mayfield where he had the injury to his shoulder, and we watched Baker try to gut it out. But the moment that injury happened, we should have all acknowledged right then and there that season was punted. And it's not Baker's fault. It's not anybody's fault. But the season got punted when we had high expectations. And then last year, we had to punt the season because we were waiting for Deshaun Watson, and that was fine. It's not like we got a vote on this. We didn't go down to, you know, Wherever you do your voting at, I go to a church personally, but we didn't go down to a, a you know the church and then sit there and vote and be like uh, yes or no on Deshaun Watson. They made that decision for us, so we had to sit there and we had to give last year away. And now with the injuries to Deshaun Watson, I'm just tired of punting on years, and I'm tired of. I, my goodness, I grew up a Cubs fan, and for the longest time, the Cubs motto was "Wait till next year." I don't want to wait till next year. I want this year. I know what this defense is. I know what this team can be. Give me this year. Is that an unreal ask by me? I don't think it is. I think it's very fair. And I can tell I'm getting a little heated here, getting a little excited. I'm excited by the prospect, by the idea that this this Browns team can be something this season, and it's all sitting right there. I remember offseason, we had so many conversations, so many conversations about how good the AFC was, right? And I, I got worried, I so worried about it. Remember I said that the cover charge for it being a postseason team in the AFC was having a top 10 quarterback. Like That was the cover charge. Mike Sando comes out with his NFL tier rankings. He's got seven out of the top 10 being quarterbacks in the AFC. Every single quarterback in the top five of that list all resided in the AFC. Because he had Rodgers in there. He had Herbert in there. He had Mahomes in there. He had Allen in there. And he had Burrow in there. That was his top five off the top of my dome. Didn't even have Lamar in there. I think Lamar's like seventh or something like that. Well, like legitimately, Trevor Lawrence was somewhere in the back of that group as well. Every quarterback resides in this conference. And look at how the AFC has broke our way. AFC this year, injuries to Rodgers, injuries to Burrow. Like everywhere you turn left and right, uh, you know, for some reason, Justin Herbert was supposed to be awesome, but he's been the same quarterback he's been since his rookie season. It's still good, but he's been the same B-plus quarterback since his rookie season. He hasn't gotten any better in, in the, now his third year. Same guy. Same as that guy. We've not seen him improve once. He came into the league good. He's good now. Like, the door's open. There are seven teams right now, seven teams in the AFC, that have a a high, a, a higher than 500 record or 500. Nine teams with a sub-500 record, okay? It's not a juggernaut. And that has to be some of the thinking for why the Browns should be pushing forward. You know, if they were drawing dead and all these quarterbacks were just awesome. Anthony uh, Richardson was healthy and awesome. Aaron Rodgers was healthy and awesome. Uh, the Bengals, the Steelers, all these other type of... All these guys were great. Then maybe we'd have a different conversation. We're not having a conversation baked into the idea that Aaron Wilson wants a couple different running backs that I don't want on this roster necessarily. I just, I, I look at this and I, I say to myself, I'm like, why? how did we get here? How did we get here where the conversation on Friday is Kenyon Drake and Benny Snell, and it's not Derrick Henry? Conversation should be Derrick Henry, and it really shouldn't be close. 216474 to below 92. Am I asking too much of the Browns to say they need to do a little bit more? Because this offseason... It felt like to me they were pushing the chips in the middle of the table in response to 
saving their jobs if you're Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. And really, just for us fan base and the fan base saving our sanity. We, you can't punt for three years in the NFL. If you do, you become the Texans for the previous decade. You can't do that. You just you just end up in this this NFL wasteland. Remember when we went one and thirty one over that two year stretch? That was one uh, one of those years gave us zero and sixteen as well. The result of that was then my you know it was Miles Garrett that then turned into Baker Mayfield the year after that. Like that was two years. I saw a poll the other day. I think it was Barstool that had it. It was like, would you give up? Would you give up a million dollars to have your team go zero and thirty-two across two seasons? Like, which would you? If, I'll give you a million dollars, but your football team has to go zero and thirty-two. It's like we came close to living that. We came. We were one and thirty-one. We got nothing out of it. We couldn't even bet against them to be bad, but we got nothing out of it. it wasn't legal in Ohio at that point. Maybe you were doing it with the uh, all those sharps and familiar. I'm not sure. But the the point is is that guys like this has been a this has been a, a lead up and a build up and then and then the payoff's supposed to be here and we're not getting the payoff. So I'm sorry, you can tell me all about three years from now, four years from now, five years from now. I want right now. I want right now and Derrick Henry's on the open market, he's gonna be there, and he's not gonna cost you an arm and a leg. So what, three years from now we might be up a creek without a paddle. Right now it seems like Three years from now, we're going to be up a creek without a paddle anyway if Deshaun doesn't turn this thing around. Why don't we just keep going for it? I don't want to be all less need, you know, F those picks. I don't want that mentality all the time. But in this instance, bring it on. 216-474 to below 92 on Twitter. There you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. Should we be thinking Derrick Henry for the Browns right now? And I know a lot of you guys aren't going to sit there and hear Derrick Henry and be like, no chance, don't want any piece of it. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, I want to keep the picks, whatever that would end up being. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, Jerome Ford, Pierre Strong, Kareem Hunt can be enough of a run game that the Browns don't have to go down that road. I just, I want to see what this team can be. Derrick Henry should have been the target the entire time, if I'm being honest with myself. I feel like, as a member of the media, I need to raise my hand and say, are bad collectively, because we didn't push enough Derrick Henry down your throats for the previous week and a half, two weeks like we should have been doing for a while. And listen, Jerome Ford was awesome in that indie game, broke off a big run. Now he's injured, though. Kareem Hunt has looked much better than I think anybody could have envisioned Kareem Hunt to look. Pierre Strong, I actually really like Pierre Strong coming out of New England, mainly because everywhere he's been in life, he's been awesome. He's one of those players that didn't play at a big-time school or anything like that and put up a bunch of big numbers, got to the NFL, in preseason and everywhere else he's been able to play in the NFL has just always put up big numbers. And for whatever reason, Belichick was just like, yeah, let's keep this thing moving. Let's just, let's push this aside. Let's just, let's just run this thing away. Okay, fine. That's what you want to do. It's what you want to do. But Derrick Henry should have been the call. We should have been targeting Derrick Henry the entire stretch of the way because he gives you what this team would have had if Nick Chubb was able to be there. Two one six four seven four to below 92. And the part of that that sucks is that it feels like, let me tell you a little story about me and my AirPods, all right? I went to Costa Rica a couple years ago, and uh, they had these little raccoon-esque animals in Costa Rica, and the raccoon animals, they stole my AirPods. It's like a one in a million. I was sitting there on the beach, yeah, sitting there on the beach, and I have like my 
Uh, I get the towel out and everything, and I'm going in the pool, and I see this little raccoon animal. And it comes on over, scurries on over there, and he grabs my AirPods, and then I'm, I kid you not, he looked around to see if anybody saw him grab the AirPods, and then he bolted like a thief in the night, a true thief in the night. And what am I supposed to do, chase this little raccoon animal? Like, he's, he's gone. Stole my AirPods. And I had to buy a, I didn't buy a new pair of AirPods because I like the old pair because my old pair, the way that they're shaped, I don't like the new shape of the AirPods. It doesn't work for me. So I had to go on eBay. I bought a used pair of AirPods that looked exactly like the one that got stolen. I paid like $40 for it because a used pair of the old, old generation of AirPods that I like is just not an expensive thing. And I got it replaced. And it's exactly the same AirPods that I had before. And it works wonders. I'm just out 40 bucks. That's what the Browns need to be doing here, okay? Like, I, sorry. Replacing Der- replacing Nick Chubb is next to impossible unless Derrick Henry's involved. Derrick Henry can be Nick Chubb. He can replace your AirPods, okay? He can do that. It'll cost you a little bit, and you're going to feel like, man, I'm just back to where I was previously. I'm back to where I was two hours ago before that little raccoon animal stole my AirPods. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it happened. Nick Chubb did get injured. you got to find a way to replace him. We're not bringing him back. It's not going to work that way. He's injured. I think the, the, the reality here is that there's a running back on the market that can be had. The Browns need to be exploring this. The best part about getting someone like Derrick Henry is that it plays when Deshaun is able to be back on the field as well. If you trade for Jacoby Brissett, and the moment that Deshaun gets back on the field, the trade was rendered useless unless Watson gets injured again, and then we have bigger problems. And we have like a Tyler Huntley situation on our hands. Derrick Henry is the plan the Browns initially had in case of injury, right? His name was just Nick Chubb. That's all it was. I firmly, I'll go to my grave believing this, which is a dumb thing to go to your grave believing, but I'm going to go to my grave believing that the reason why they were so comfortable trading Josh Dobbs and why the Browns were so comfortable in making it the P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson show is because if Deshaun got injured for a game or two, they could just give it to Nick Chubb for 30 times, which is not something they like to do. They just give it to Nick Chubb a bunch, let him run the hell out of the ball for one or two games, put some wear and tear on those tires, not a big deal for one or two games, and then you get Deshaun Watson back. They didn't have a plan if Deshaun Watson was out for an extended period of time. And that's because I just think they believe, like a lot of people, whereas if Deshaun Watson's out for an extended period of time, then what the hell are we doing here anyway? 216-474-0092. On Twitter there, you can find me. I am at JPitalin. We'll continue with your phone calls. We'll do, i got a lot to get to. Fan focus at 9 o'clock. Off the beaten path later in the 9 o'clock hour as well. Should we be thinking Derrick Henry instead of Jacoby Brissett? Continue on with this and also... There's another name involved, and I want nothing to do with it. I'll explain who that is. It's overtime with John at the Biddle here with you on the fan. All right, back out of here on the fan. I'll get back to the Browns in a second. We're talking about Derrick Henry. I have uh, friends over. My wife's friends and then their husbands are over and I'm friends with them because that's how that works, right? And they're over at, at my house right now, but my wife sends people over. It's nice. I like that when I work on Friday night, she'll have people over every now and then. So it still feels like she's doing things. It's nice. And they have all their kids. All the little kids are over and my daughter doesn't know. She's sending me photos. My daughter has no clue what's going on. That's either here nor there. 
I've discovered what is like the, the best thing in the world. So, uh, one of the wives' husbands sent me a text message and it's basically him and one of the other husbands that are just sitting there and putting together some of the unopened toys and like building them for my daughter. I've never realized this is what I wanted in life before I like, like you, you don't think to yourself, you're like, wow, that's such a, that's just an awesome thing. I think maybe like a year ago, I might have thought to myself, like, I'll just build it. It'll be fine. But now you, you like you learn and you understand, like, there's no time to do anything like that. Like, if I was going to build some of this stuff, that was going to be like, a, I'd have to, like, chop out all sorts of time in my at any point throughout the weekend or anything and figure it out. Like, that's actual time. I could be doing all sorts of things during that. And when you have a kid, you're just taking care of the kid. You're just trying to make sure the kid's not, like, you know, running around crazy and doing all sorts of messed up things. You're trying to keep the kid alive more than anything. And, uh, them like, them creating these and like, they're like building up the little, I, I, I just, I'm thinking to myself, is that going to be me a few years from now? I'm going to go to somebody's house. I'm going to be hanging out and I'll be like, you know what? Before we're maybe I would just indulge in some cocktails or something like that. I'm going to find, I'm going to find like the child's toys and just start building them because I know it's going to save the husband a bunch of time down the line. Like he's just going to come home and be like, wow, that's awesome. Now I have this like random ice cream machine maker that doesn't even actually make ice cream, but it's what little kids play with and it's just made. I don't know. Fun little things. This parenting stuff, man. You never would have thought, I never would have thought I'd be in this situation where I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, not only is that a completely awesome move by them, but a completely, like, happy they did it type move. Uh, you told me that two years ago. I would have called you crazy. All right, below 92 We're going through a lot this weekend. I got the first Halloween that we did yesterday. She's got, like, seven different costume changes. It's wild. She's like, a Brit- she's like Britney Spears in a show in Vegas. She's just changing from one to the next to the next to the next, and I don't really know what to do with it, but it's a first and they also tell me this will be the last Halloween I actually get to choose what her costume is. And by next year, she'll be choosing her own. So I have to think about that as well. So we just work through this. Meanwhile, we got a lot going on. We got the NBA, Cavs game when that one wraps up. We got the World Series and what is being dubbed one of the most boring World Series of all time. A game would be better if the Phillies are in it. I'm not here to judge. A World Series is still a World Series. But I think you guys are making the right call listening to me as opposed to listening to the World Series. Now, I'll just say that, okay? Because the World Series is... This one's pretty forgettable. It's kind of like how the NBA Finals last year, it was the Heat, and then obviously Denver won the whole thing. Oh, I got I got people so mad at me last year. I went on CBS Sports Radio. I'll be on CBS Sports Radio tomorrow night, too, by the way, guys. I went on CBS Sports Radio and just basically laid out how uh, anyone that likes Nikola Jokic is being a fraud. You don't really like Nikola Jokic as much as you say you do, and that NBA Finals is not juicy despite what you think. Oh, I got people so mad. So many people. And you know where those people are now? Certainly not defending Jokic. And also, certainly not pulling up the NBA League Pass to watch Jokic on a nightly basis like so many people told me they were doing. But I'm not here to talk about how, uh, the many different ways I was right about the NBA. We don't, we'll get into that later. Right now, I want to talk about what the, the Browns should be doing with the running back situation and whether or not Derrick Henry's got to be the answer. 216474 Jay on the freeway, you say you don't want Derrick Henry? Hell no. All right. I want the kid, gotta... want the kid from Indianapolis. I want Moss, who's like Chubb point 2.0. He is not Chubb 2.0. Did you watch, you watch the Ravens game? That was the game where uh, it took him like 35 carries to get to 100 yards. Well, he's better than Henry, a lot cheaper. But he's and not, we he's can not. have him for the future. 
First off, I don't think Indy, Indy didn't put a price tag on him. They didn't put him out on the garage sale. I don't think they're actually getting rid of him. Uh, I have not seen that anywhere. But also, in what world is he better than better than Derrick Henry? Just got a feeling. Thank you, Jay. I can't argue with just got a feeling. You know that, right? Like, I can't. Jax, I can't argue with just got a feeling. I, I I can give you data points. He's averaging less yards per attempt. Is that a good one to start with? Oh, oh, by the way, I'm talking just this year. We got to go big picture. He's also not an all pro multiple times over. What world was that? Zach Moss was that was was Jay's last name Moss? Is that is Zach his family member? I I don't know what to do with that. Oh boy, I thought so. Maybe we should make that into a segment. Dumbest thing I've heard all week. That would be up there for dumbest thing I've heard all week. It would only be surpassed by a tweet I didn't read on air. I didn't read it because they sent it when I was talking to Daryl, and then I said to myself, I'll get back to that later. And as Jax knows, Jax worked with me enough, I I constantly am like, let's do this later, let's do this later, and then I never actually get to it. It's a problem I have. This guy sent a tweet in last week, or sorry, earlier in the week. It was it was on Tuesday that suggested that now is the right time to trade Miles Garrett because his value's never been higher. Oh, boy. That one might be the dumber of the two. I don't know. Take your pick. Jax, I want to hear from you. Take your pick. Is it Miles Garrett should be traded because his value's never been higher, or Zach Moss is better than Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb? They're close, but I think the Miles Garrett. I think so, too. I think that's... That's the dumber take. I think so too. I, I I think so. I think so too. He's like lost season. He's like, hear me out. Lost season. Miles Garrett. Hmm. You don't want to value for him. <laughs> we'll get back some of those first round picks. I'm like, what happened here? His dude was just accounting for 17 points this last weekend. And that was being conservative. Conservatively, he was worth 17 points last weekend. Hey, listen, I can't yell at people like Jay though and say that they're something wrong with their process of thinking or anything like that. When I tell you guys, I want to hear from you if you don't think that that Derrick Henry could be the answer, and then you call in and tell me you don't think Derrick Henry can be the answer. But you got to give me some logic and thought, not just that I got a gut feeling. That's just what I believe. It doesn't work that way. I, I just sorry. That's from the same category of people that want to come up with conspiracy theories and tell me that Bigfoot is real. I got a feeling. You saw that video a, a month ago. I got a gut feeling about this Bigfoot thing. It's like, no, that's not how this works. I'm sorry. Someone went down to the Halloween store and picked up a costume and you're fooled by it, but it doesn't make Bigfoot real. He's as real as Narnia. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Zach Moss averaging 4.6 yards per attempt is actually higher than I thought it was going to be when I went to look this up. It's not bad. I'm not, I'm not even saying Zach Moss is a bad running back. That's not the point. It really isn't the point. The point is that he's not Derrick Henry. In no world is he Derrick Henry. But I remember that Ravens game from a couple weeks ago. And that Ravens game, how many times did they run him? I think he ended up getting like 130 yards, something something crazy like that. But ultimately the result was it was 130 yards on like 35 attempts. I mean, they just they just bullied him into the ground is all it was. It's one of those scenarios where you looked up and you're like, oh, that that was their game plan? That was Indy's game plan there? 216-474-092. By the way, the storylines are building as Cleveland is getting ready for their test in Seattle. The It's Always Game Day Cleveland crew, Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin, are ready to deliver two fresh episodes to get you ready for Sunday. Subscribe now, 923thefan.com or the Odyssey app. Sponsored locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. And make sure you get the post-game edition 
each week. All right, I didn't get to, I didn't get to the guy that's a no go for me. But I'm gonna let Larry and Illyria get to him instead. Hello, Larry. Hey, how's it going, Jonathan? What's up, man? You mentioned Derek from uh, the Titans here, but the guy I like about Jonathan, he ain't no touches whatsoever. Is New York as Dalvin Cook? Yeah. To me, to, to me, Jonathan, the kid fits his wide zone uh, run, uh, wide zone running scheme here. Plus, he can catch the ball in the backfield too. And uh, I don't know what it is, Jonathan. Is he does he still have knee problems or something, or just because of Brees Hall? There is that what's happening? Or? It's Brees Hall. Yeah, it's Brees Hall. Yeah. But I, I I like the kid a lot, John. I think he'd still take it to the house. And like I say, you can catch it on the backfield. He fit tremendously here with us. So here's my worry about that. And thank you, Larry. I appreciate you. What struck me as interesting is that I thought for a while Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook, they basically were the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. Uh, both had four straight 1,000-yard seasons. Both were set to make over $10 million this year. 47 career touchdowns of 48 career touchdowns. Entering this year, they were very similar players as far as their profile was concerned. But the weird thing was that the Vikings, they didn't have to get rid of Cook. They had $9.7 million in cap space. They released Adam Thielen. They released Eric Kendricks. They traded Zedarius here to the Browns. They voided a couple other players. They could have done it. Alvin Cook got to that dreaded 1,500 carries plus reception mark that PFF claims is the part where running backs fall off the cliff. Uh, the cliff, excuse me. Like Nick Chubb is close. Nick Chubb is at like 1,300, but he got there. And, and Dalvin Cook has not been the same in New York. And I am worried that he is more he's more name than he is player right now. I, I think they saw that he's cooked like a rotisserie chicken, and I think they don't want to go down that road. Sean and Kent up next. Hello, Sean. Hey, JP, how's it going? What's up, Sean? Not much. I think Derrick Henry might be overkill. That's kind of my take on the whole thing. I think for as well as that we're blocking, and I think it was Betonio who said last week after the game that, you know, when he's asked, like, if Pierre Strong impressed him because he was able to run through those holes, you know, and he said something along the lines of, like, he better be able to run through those holes. You know, we're making, like, you know. So what's funny about that, Sean, is that uh, Wyatt Teller said something similar. Wyatt Teller was like, listen, they're not Nick Chubb. None of them are, uh, but anyone should be able to run through four feet wide holes when we give them to them. You can tell. That's, that's the quote. Yeah, so I missed, I, I put it to the wrong person. Oh, okay, yeah, it was Wyatt Teller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell yeah, that Wyatt offensive Teller. line, though. They feel like they are they get disrespected in the Nick Chubb convo and how great they've really been. So I, I'm with you in that side, but I also think we understand just in watching Nick Chubb, when you have that special back, even as great as the offensive line has been and the holes that they can create, there's still another level there. And the defense has to respect that a little bit more, which could only help us with Deshaun Watson when he comes back as well. So, Not that it would be a terrible problem next year, but what would happen next year then when, when Chubb, assuming that he'll be back, when he's back, then... Oh, no, you, mean, you, you just get Henry for this year. He's a one-year, it'd be a one-year thing. And then he's he's right. So he's a one-year deal. He's a hired gun. Yeah. Uh, soldier of fortune, and there you go. You have him for a year, and Exactly. Uh, you know, okay. I mean, if it's going to make that big of a difference, then I, I'd go for What about Saquon Barkley? Too, Listen, too I, injured? Too much off injured? No, I don't hate that idea. No, I, I mean, Saquon, they lose their jets. I, I, I don't hate that idea at all. Um, I think, thanks, Sean. Let me, let me get back to you on that one. Let me, let me think about that one for a second because I, was that Valeni? Did Valeni bring that Saquon up, or was he talking about something? He was bringing Saquon up, right? Yeah, yeah he brought up Because Valeni's a Giants fan, and he said, I, listen, Giants fans are going to be upset by this, but Saquon, that could be that could be something that's in play. Ooh. 
Saquon, Saquon made, famously made a big deal about his lack of a contract. I don't think it would matter if he, I just wonder if he would end up being, you'd have to give up more for him because I don't know that, I don't know that the Giants are necessarily, I don't know that they're ready to do what the Titans are ready to do. I, I think the Giants with, with Dayball and then the money they pay Daniel Jones flag, so to speak, and they get rid of Saquon right now. They're going to want more of a haul than what would be a third or a fourth rounder that Derrick Henry will get for the Titans. I think they would, because, because it would signal to the fan base that they're, they're just done. And they made a bad decision with Daniel Jones. And uh, honestly, that's, that's the type of move that you make when you're getting prepared to be fired if you're in the front office. That's not the type of move that you make when you're wanting to, to, to think you're, you're long for the job. That's a fascinating question though. Whether it's Saquon, whether it's Derrick Henry, I don't, honestly, I don't care between the two. I, w- I want to go big game hunting. I, I want them to, to, to really show me that the Browns are invested in this year and we're not punting on this season is the idea. Hell, you want to show me a really top-tier wide receiver? You want to bring that in? It's not as ideal to me as a top-tier running back, but okay, I'll listen. Give me someone of value, though. Show me that you know where you are in this AFC right now, where the AFC is not as tough as it once was, and you can, with a, a little... Little improvement. We're going to find our way into the postseason. All right, leave that there. We come on back. Fan focus coming your way on the other side. Uh, little, little taste here. This is what Ken had to say. Let's see how he defends it. But to do that well against everybody else, I feel that there should be an asterisk next to those wins. All right, who's Ken talking about? That and more in the fan focus. It comes your way next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterwin here with you on the fan. 